last two years, as, as the Lord has, he has done a lot um, through this body. And I got to tell you, I am so blessed and proud of this local body. I mean, I just praise God for this group. Um, I'm just humbled by your service, your passion for Jesus, um, your desire to, to exalt him in our community, your, your, um, your determination, fortitude. Uh, yeah, just, yeah, just your desire to, uh, to be unassuming, uh, to be here, not get all the accolades, but yet know that we're trying to please God. Uh, so I, I really appreciate that. And with that being said, um, I think our time now, we, we, we're really focused because our church is now, we, we have this building. Uh, God has given us a rep in the community. Uh, we not just here in the 4214 as we are neighbors, but also, I would say, in Detroit. I mean, by God's grace, he has done that, you know. And, uh, and in addition to that, he's made us, whether, whether we know it or not, I hope you guys do know this, he's made us sort of a training church. I've seen this for the last few years, but I think we can say that confidently. He's made us sort of a training church where other churches, by God's grace, will we get to add as far as values. We get to help, help other churches understand missiology from the perspective of inner city and urban planning. Um, and so we, and also by God's grace, I think our body, you guys, um, I think one of our strengths is our, our theological acumen, our, our teaching. And so we get to help other churches really uh, gain a, 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 a sense of Bible centrality. Uh, so that's some of the things that, that we're offering to the table. With that being said, you know, we don't want to keep just doing, doing, doing and doing more stuff. But, but I felt like the Lord kept putting on my heart this sense of longevity or like gospel stability. So like gospel stability is, is something that that I really want us to focus in on in our community. And that is that all the things that we're doing, that we wouldn't just create more stuff, but we would look at what we're doing and we'd say, what does it look like for us to do these things really well, right? To be super stable, right? And then hopefully builds longevity because we, we want to be here for the long haul, right? We're not trying to, we're not a flash in the pan. We can't, we can't, by the way, guys, we can't act like we're a church plant anymore. You're not a church plant. No one in here says you're a church. Don't, don't ever introduce us as a church plant uh, because you are a local church in this community now, right? It'll be 10 years soon. <laughs> Sometimes we got to grow up, right, pay some rent. You know what I'm saying? Um, <laughs> no more rent. That's right. We got this in cash. Praise God. So, um, so yeah, so I, so I want us to just realize, you know, when we talk about, you know, our areas of ministry and, and gospel impact, we want to have longevity from the perspective of like us having this building. That's a picture of that to the ministries that we're doing, to our marriages, uh, to our relationships, our CDC, the way we handle our youth, neighboring and eventual church plants. All of that is going to happen when we have great gospel stability. Right. And when we are really practicing for longevity in our community. So this is not just about church activities, it's about what does it holistically look like for us uh, to be stable. And with that said, I want to address a couple of tensions that, that can scare me when you talk about stability and longevity and those things. One is the, the false tension of like longevity being kind of an enemy of the urgent. Sometimes when you talk longevity and you talk gospel stability, um, people can kind of think, okay, so we're being chill, we're being patient, we're going to be here for a while, and we can lose our sense of urgency. Okay? That's not the case here. We should not lose our sense of urgency because the gospel is urgent. People are dying without Jesus. All right? So, so when we talk about longevity and stability, we're talking about that, and we're saying that that is a clear brother and sister to the gospel urgency that God has called us to. So we want to have longevity, we want to be stable, but we also don't want to chill and not, you know, and just kind of have breakfast with our neighbors for two years, but never tell them about Jesus from our mouth, right? 
So let's make sure that we, we, don't, we don't make those enemies. I just want to make sure that's the case as we talk about neighboring and discipleship and that we don't become too patient. Um, just want us to make sure that we, we get that, okay? A couple of things I want to do just to make sure that we're on the same page. Um, Mac Avers, but I, I hope it will re-encourage you or remind you if you don't. Uh, real quick, what is our mission? Yep, see, I'm glad, I, I'm glad we have visions every, every year. You know what I'm saying? Then my sister, go ahead, Milana. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So it's on the back of your program. Um, it's on there every week, by the way. Our, our mission, and hear this, our see, mission is overarching. So I want to propose to you, and this is not, I'll debate people with this on this one. I, the mission of the church is universal. I want to propose to you that our missions as churches all around the world should actually be the same. Our mission, as, I, as you look at the scriptures, is to bring glory to God through the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Is that we want to bring honor and attention to God. We want to magnify God. We want to put the magnifying glass on God. People see God. They see Christ exalted. So we make much of Jesus. That's our mission. And then the vision, I want to propose, we can have all kind of different ways that we accomplish the mission through different visions, which happens all over the world. Our vision, right? You want to, what's our vision? Yeah. Hey, I, I want to encourage you. I know a lot of you guys have actually memorized that. I know it's just like, do I got to say it again? But listen, I want you a couple of things. I want you to get used to saying it. I want you to want to say it with great joy. And if you don't know it, I want you to learn it. Because this is what you, when you lock arms with us, this is what we're about. We're about right, seeing communities transform both spiritually and physically starting with our own. That's what we're about. We want to make much of Jesus. That's how we're saying when we do those things well, we will be able to be bringing glory to God through the power of the Holy Spirit and being a part of the church universal as accomplishing that mission. That's what we're trying to be about. Okay, family? As we talk about what that looks like, I want to start top chef. I want to talk about leadership for a moment so you understand who your leaders are and our polity. That means the way we function as a local body. Okay? So first and foremost, if you look at our current elders, we are elder-led uh, by plurality of elders, elders among equals. What that means is that, uh, contrary to popular opinion, I am not the tyrant. I'm not the dictator running things at MacAv. I can be fired, right? I'm an elder among equals, okay? That the elders submit to me out of grace in Christ. They, they believe the Bible, and they see me as a visionary pastor and a teaching elder and a lead elder, right? And so they submit to me at the same time when we sit in that room and we're discussing kingdom business, we are all elder amongst equals meaning I am no more in power than any other elder in the room. And that's for our sake. You understand me? Because I'm sinful. <laughs> and we all are. And that's for the sake of the body. Priority of elders allows us, so if one elder is not seeking Jesus, then we can vote him, we can, we can quiet his vote. Hopefully that never happens. We hope that we are always seeking Jesus. But the whole point of that is to make sure that with the plurality of elders, that we're walking with Christ and that God's Holy Spirit is using the people of God to actually move the body forward. And here's your people so far. You have myself, Pastor Leon, uh, Matthew Rojek, Alvin Weathersby, and J- Jonathan Demers. And what I want to encourage you is we have, we have a new elder.
information that we want to provide to you. Let me tell you why we're doing this. Because as I talk about stability and longevity, you'll see me bringing up things. And I bring up stability and longevity with it because we're continually trying to ask the Lord, how do we be a clear picture of the gospel? This is one of the ways, the way that we do our polity. Um, In the past, we were kind of struggling with the tension. How do we make sure that the congregation is experiencing some ownership while at the same time making sure that we're led by our elders? Okay, so this is one of the ways we're going to do this. When we vote in elders, what we will do is the elder board will nominate individuals and then you, the people of God, would vote if you want that person to be an elder or not. Does that make sense? So we will begin that policy pretty soon, okay? What that allows, that allows your voice to be heard. Um, so if there's any scenario or situation that you need to bring up that we don't know about an elder, or if there's an issue that, that you want to bring up that allows them to be disqualified, that gives all of us an opportunity to do our, our, our due diligence to make sure uh, that the people who are in place uh, to lead our local body um, are above reproach. At the same time, it allows us as, as the elder board uh, to choose uh, men who uh, that we would say have the quality or the qualities um, modeled in scripture to be an elder. Uh, and so this year uh, we're looking at Alex Bowman as being one of the nominations that you guys um, in time will be voting on to see if you would like him to be an elder leading this body with the rest of our elders. Okay. You can give him some love if you want to. You might have questions there. Uh, we'll be, you know, we, we're family, so we'll be discussing this journey for a while, and I'll be bringing more information up as we continue the process. But that's one of the ways that I feel like will be a, a healthier expression. And I, and, and I just want to thank, um, you know, our elders, but also, you know, I have uh, churches that have just been wonderful. URC has been a blessing, uh, which is a church in Lansing, trying to help me think through polity in a way that can honor the Lord best based on, on where we are with our, our theological uh, framework. Our elders... Are, are responsible. One other thing we're doing, I don't know if you knew this, but we're going to be uh, really focused against this, and I'll explain more about this when we talk about discipleship, which is the life and blood of what we do at Mac Ave Community Church, is our elders will be responsible for our MAC groups. Our MAC groups, if you are new, are our small groups that we do where we meet um, you know, interculturally, intergenerationally, socioeconomically each week, share a meal together, preach, preach the gospel to each other, and do life. Uh, and so we're going to make this known. We're going to actually have this information up on our website we need to be, become a little more vocal with our elders and how we lead our local church um, so that when there's scenarios that's going on within our mad groups and instead of it beelining automatically to myself or Pastor Leon, uh, we will allow to hopefully um, focus first the mad group leader. You have, you know, facilitators within your mad groups that you guys can uh, be in process with as far as arbitration. But if there's other scenarios or situations, it heads to your the elder of your mad group, obviously. And then obviously if uh, we need to appeal to a further rank on uh, myself and Pastor Leon. So I uh, just want you to know that this information will be up for more. Uh, there's a couple of things missing here. Uh, we have a who's responsible for vision, discipleship, and missions. Uh, we don't have on here uh, finance. We'll be talking finance. We usually have our finance meeting uh, in February, so that's why we're not talking finances today. Just so if you're like, my, we spent a whole hour up in here, and we talk about the money. What's up? We're talking about the money. February. So we didn't want to bore you twice. There's a lot. It's very, it's very, um, it's very, you know, to dot your eye. So uh, we'll bring that up to you then. And also uh, we're going to be firming up. I would love to have an elder specifically over youth as well, making sure and making sure that we are caring for our youth in a way that most honors God. Um, as I was talking about 
So that's our elders. That's what we're, we're led by elders. Just want you to understand that servant leadership is what we're about in this, in this local body. One other thing we'll be implementing this year is uh, the office of the deacon, uh, where we would have it clear, clarity, more clarity on who is actually serving the body amongst our, our local community. And I, again, I believe that these two uh, offices will even more clearly demonstrate the gospel uh, to our community here, but also to those who are around and comes and be a part of us. So just want to give you a quick snapshot shot there. Let me keep rolling. Now, when you think of uh, that's our polity, now what are we about? We're about uh, discipleship. You know, we talk about our membership being discipleship. Let me just hit this real quick. Matthew 28, 18 through 20. You guys have heard us talk about this over and over again. Uh, Hopefully you've been talking about this in your mad group. Uh, This is very important for us. When you look at Matthew 28, this is what we're about. We believe the Lord has called us um, to make disciples. In Matthew 28, 18 through 20, what he does, the reason why this is the benchmark of our local ministry is because it seems to be the benchmark of Jesus' ministry when he sent the people of God out. Uh, You read the book, Discipleship Defined, I make a case that what God does is after the resurrection, he, he, in different frameworks, talks about this reality of going to be the sent people of God, of going to make the gospel known uh, four different times, all after the resurrection, all in different places. And my point in that is that when you're when you're hanging out for just a brief moment in time and then you mention the same thing over and over again, that lets me know. And I would say all historians would agree that's saying that that's very important to the to the person who's speaking. So it seems that, that, that Jesus wanted people, when you hear this being the Great Commission, I'll propose it's called the Great Commission because this is kind of the most comprehensive statement when you look at all the, all the other Gospels and Acts. So Acts 1, uh, Luke uh, uh, 24, John 20, Matthew, Mark 16. All those are saying in different ways, Luke 24, they're all saying, hey, go and be the same people of God. And so I want to take this apart real quick so you see why we do what we do. Uh, there are there are four verbs, but one main verb, one imperative: make disciples. So it's not going, it's not baptizing, it's not teaching, it's make disciples. And then the, the adjectival participles are the way we are to accomplish the main verb, right? We do make we make disciples by going. Right, he's assuming that we're going out, which is what we're doing. Baptizing, baptizo meaning immersion or, or um, identification. So the whole concept there is evangelism, right? God wants us, he wants us to say, hey, there are people who are identifying with the people of Satan. And what I want you to do is I want you to preach the gospel to them, make disciples and allow them to identify, as it were, with the people of God. Okay, so while going, you're going to make disciples. How are you going to do it? You're going to go. You're going to make people become to lead the family of Satan, become part of the family of God. And then you're going to teach them all that I've commanded you. Right. But you're not going to do this on your own. Right. So I want to propose a teaching piece is important. Uh, I always say, you know, you can be in a Bible study eight, ten 20 years and never really learn how to study the Bible. And so we want to get better um, in a local community about how do we actually not just do Bible study, but we actually learn how to study the Bible so that we can teach other people how to study the Bible. Okay. And this is not a mandate that he's called us just to go and do. It's not like, Hey, you heard it. Now go do it. But then I love the ending here. This is very important. And we don't want to miss this. He says, and behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. He's saying, I'm asking, I'm giving you this mandate, but what I'm also going to do, as we know in acts, I'm going to give you the Holy spirit. Who's going to empower you. The same spirit that rose Jesus Christ from the dead will live in you and empower you to accomplish this impossible task that I've asked you to do. Right. So this is what we are about. So what are we doing this year? We're making disciples, right? This is what we do as a local community. This is what we want to be about. And when you look at what discipleship is, I just want to remind us, when we talk about what is the fruit, right, that's evident in a healthy disciple, we would say uh, we, want a, we want a disciple, 
uh, to actually be a, a person who can walk by faith, communicate their faith, and multiply their faith, right? So we, we, so as a local body, we are gathering together and doing our one-on-ones and doing our Mac groups and Mac lives and all this. And the goal is that people would actually learn how to walk with Jesus, enjoy Christ, build a heart of prayer, learn how to study the Bible, learn how to be in community, right? We walk with Jesus. We learn how to communicate our faith. We learn how to get into gospel conversations. We learn how to talk to people about Jesus. We share our faith. We invite people in. This is basically, we become Christians and we say, your life is no longer your own. Now you are on mission. You are the sent people of God. And so you walk by faith, and then you learn how to communicate your faith, and that's why we, we take you out. We want you to learn how to share your faith. We're going to talk about that in a moment, why outreach is so important to this local body and why outreach is not some separate ministry. Outreach is a part of discipleship, okay? You can't say you're doing discipleship. If you go to another church, I just want to encourage you. If they telling you you're doing discipleship and you're not doing outreach, you're not doing a holistic discipleship. Because the Bible makes it clear, part of discipleship is that you're telling people about Jesus, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Holy Son, right? Holy Ghost and Spirit, I mean, Son and Spirit. And then multiply. That eventually, I think this is intuitive in the text, is that he's, he's, it's intuitive that he's asking you to multiply your life. Right, so, so what we want to do, and that's why we have the, the way we do our discipleship one-on-ones, and then we want you to have a couple of disciples, because God is asking you and me to actually multiply our lives, right, to make more worshipers. The whole point of make disciples is Jesus saying that everybody on this, in this world should be worshiping me, but everybody's not worshiping me. So what I want you to do is I want you to make that a reality. So we make worshipers. And how do we do that? How do we cultivate these healthy disciples? Through word, relationship, and ministry. This is what we're doing as a local body, right? We want people to get into the word. We want you to, we want you to, uh, to be in ministry, sharing your faith. And then the glue and all that, because there's not a scriptural text. I can, I can prove text and show you Jesus' life, show you Paul's life. But you see the glue in that is the relationship. And so this is what we're doing when we, when we place you in discipleship and when we're asking you to disciple others. And this is why this is so important for us as a local body. And this is why each and every year, even though many of you have heard this six and seven times, we have to talk about it again because this is the life and blood of our local body. See, what Jesus did, think about it, when he went on the earth, he didn't entrust, right? He didn't entrust himself to the multitudes. What he did was he went around, he healed some people and did all those things to validate he was God, but he entrusted himself to the faithful few. And think about that. He said, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn the world upside down. I'm going to reach the whole world, not by just appearing to everybody like a big, you know, ghost, Casper the Friendly Ghost. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to, I'm going to actually focus and pour my life into 12 people. And I'm going to be patient and they're going to change the world. That was his method to winning the world. That was his method. So guess what? When, when, when Pastor and I said, hey, the Lord will give us the grace to, to plant Mac Avenue Community Church, guess what? We're saying, you know, how, how is the Lord is going to bring his name and his renown in this community? How is God going to allow somebody to walk up to Mike and grab him and go, wow, you guys are always talking about Jesus. How is that going to happen? We're saying we're entrusting it to the faithful few. We're pouring it to each other so that this community will be reached, so that this world will be reached. That's why this is serious for us. And that's why my heart breaks whenever someone comes to our local body. They say, I'm down. I want to be discipled. I want to be poured into. I want to be a mad group. Hey, give it to me. Train me. Let's go. And then they come three months later. We're not meeting with them. They're not learning the Bible. Every excuse we get out of, we get out of a meeting. And then six months later, they're still the same person. That shouldn't be, guys. This is what we're about. This is what we're doing. All this, we, we, we remind ourselves of God's grace. But men, the week, man, this is what we're about. 
Teaching people to walk, communicate, multiply their faith. This is what we do. We make disciples. The posture we use we think of the two prongs, you know, we think of discipleship. We, we just started Mac Life last year. I think the Lord has blessed that. Being together as a local community, just doing life together. I love it. I love seeing us. Yeah, this is awesome. You know, we, we do that all together once every other month. Discipleship, we do once a week or once a month or in your groups. Like, now we, we, there's a lot there because we, we trust you. We say we want to equip you, provide the, the skill set, the things you need so that you can pour into people. Right? And then we want you in prayer with that person saying, okay, I know you, you're busy. Well, well, how, do we, how, do we, how do we consistently get together? That's every other week? Is that every three weeks? Is that every week? But the goal is for us to, to be just growing together and, 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 and getting the word together and sharing our faith. Right? But that takes humility on both parts. So I'm talking about the discipler, making sure you're being faithful. But guess what? If you're in a discipleship relationship and you're sitting around grumbling, being prideful, not teachable, not faithful, not available. You're killing us. Family, I'm not upset. I just want us to understand the urgency here. Let's all, let's all commit to say, Lord, yeah, man, I was tripping, but now, man, tomorrow, I'm, I'm going to do this. We're going we're gonna to get in the Word. We're going to be faithful. When I, and when I can't meet, I'm saying, I, I can't meet right now. But, hey, let's pray together. I'm not, I'm not prepared. Let's be honest with each other, but let's be in this journey to see multiplying believers. And then that group, um, three times a month, uh, you know, one, one week of ministry and then an off week. Remember we talked about that? And so this is our rhythm. This is what we do as a local body. Let me just keep rolling here. Um, if you have questions about that, we have information. We have brochures out uh, in the the, uh, the the NPR room, the multi-purpose room. They're right around the corner here. Grab that. I just named that room right then. Um, <laughs> you like that? <laughs> I thought it was pretty good. So um, grab the information. It's on our website as well. Uh, we also, if you want to, we give a free book on discipleship. If you need that, to you want to wrestle with this more, we'd love to give that to you. Uh, but we want you to be able to understand what, we, what we're about and want you to, um, if you, especially if you're new here, we want you to take time to really process and think through and pray through what it's like to lock arms with us. We would love to have you here. And if you've been here and you've been blessed by this body, and our body's awesome. I know they've had you over for lunch and you're hanging out. And the Holy Spirit is asking you just to dive in. Man, get, be a disciple. Get in a discipleship relationship. Get in a mad group. Don't sit here and, and, and get crumbs. Right? Come in on Sunday. Oh, Roger was doing this thing. That was cool. No, man. This is not the nucleus. This, this is not the nucleus of our body. Our, our body, praise the Lord, is a social capital within this room. It's hanging with these people. It's doing life with these people. It's been in these people's homes. I love it. When some jump off in our, one of our mad groups, I love how mad groups take care of each other. I want you to experience that. So I want to highly encourage you. Don't just sit here and come to church on Sunday. All right, that's a cool star, but man, God wants more. He wants you. He wants to train you to walk by faith, communicate your faith, multiply your faith. He wants you in that environment of word, relationship, and ministry where you're, you're not accountability on demand, but people are in your life and you're in their life and you're adding value and they're adding value. And you're both imaging God to each other and you're just gospeling, doing the gospel to each other. That's what God wants. So I encourage you, highly encourage you, family, if you're hanging out with us, come. 
Let's, let's jump into discipleship with this. Um, our teaching this year, so that's what we're about. Just let, if you didn't know, that's what we're about. We're our ministry. The pillars of our deal is discipleship. And we feel like we're in great company because that's what Jesus told us to do. All right? Okay, so this year with our teaching, I'm really excited. Uh, uh, you know, we're going we, we're gonna to continue in Exodus. I know you guys are like, man, it feels like the Exodus. But we're going to continue in Exodus, okay? Um, I want to encourage you, stay in the game with us, all right? I know you're growing. I know it's encouraging. But I know, I'm, I mean, I'm, we're all human, right? So I know you're like, man, I want to do something different. I want to do something new. No, each week, let's, let's, let's grow. Let's learn this book, okay? Every book we go through in this local community, I'm expecting you to be a theologian in that book, all right? <laughs> One day I'm going to have, like, gospel jeopardy, man. I'm just going to pick stuff out of Exodus and Galatians. I'm going to see what y'all know. You know what I'm saying? Because we jump in any books now. So, so then we're going to have our, 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 our Lent season, um, which begins in the beginning of March. That'll take us to, like, the mid-April action, right? Uh, then we'll, we'll hit Exodus again. We'll have uh, a few more ser- sermons. And then what we'll do is uh, we'll end Exodus in May, okay? And then we're going to have our summer series. Um, now, you guys are going to have to help me out, okay? Because uh, one of the blessings, but also it's a blessing, but it's actually a sad thing, is my dearest brother and your pastor, Leon, will be heading on sabbatical. Yes, give him some love. Him and Rebecca and the family, right? And so, so, uh, so you're going to have to help me hold it down so we can have a church when he comes back, okay? All right? <laughs> Y'all know I got, I got some gifts and I don't have some gifts, you know what I'm saying? Um, so uh, we're going to hit the summer series and then hopefully we'll have a church by September and then we'll, we'll hit, uh, first Thessalonians. Super excited about that. Uh, we're going to hit a shorter book. Uh, we've been going through a few, uh, very large books. Uh, you guys have been wonderful. I think we're growing in the, in the, in the grace of God. Thessalonians, uh, love it because it's actually, uh, Paul really encouraging the people of God. What does it look like when we talk about after the resurrection? They're kind of wondering, so is Jesus coming back? What's going on? So we get to talk from that perspective of, of what does it look like for us to do life right now as we, as we desire the eschaton, right? The last things, um, is what that word means. Uh, summer series. So that's going to be our teaching. Uh, for the year, get excited. Go ahead and you can read through Exodus, but make sure you catch up. We're going to be starting Exodus chapter 28. So make sure you read and you're ready to rock uh, next week. All right, fam? Cool. Uh, you can continue on as we look at our teaching and what we want to be about is equipping the saints. We're going to have this year a men's and women's retreat. So we'll, we'll give some dates to be announced. This is new for us. Yeah, see the homies like, that's what's up. That's right. We're going to kick it. That's right. But again, the heart behind all of this is that we just realized, man, we need to make sure we're building some stability, you know, that we're grafting ourselves, man. We're out hustling, sharing our faith, neighboring, man. And then some of our marriages are falling apart. Uh, People aren't, you know, caring for for women well. Uh, We want to make sure that, man, we're not doing all this stuff, but, man, our hearts are full of dead men's bones. We want to make sure that we are enjoying Christ as a community and as a healthy community, we are expressing the gospel to this community. All right. So, um, so these are some of the the, the, the hearts behind this uh, discipleship uh, retreat. I obviously want you to put that down for May. Make sure when we give you the information that you grab that. Okay. So discipleship retreat, and then just want to encourage you with our outreach. Uh, we were talking about outreach. Uh, this is we do seven primary means of ministry in our community. This is the, the reason behind this is so that you and I we don't have any excuse to say, man, I just can't share my faith. I don't know why. why? I never had an opportunity to share my faith. You know. Like that, you you can say you can never say that at Metcalf, okay? 
because we try to put, put us out on the block all the time. So you guys know about it. First and foremost, neighboring in itself should be a full-time job. But we, neighbor, we try to neighbor as a local community. Uh, evangelism and ministry with disciples, right? So the, the men and women that you're in discipleship relationship with, you should be eventually going out and sharing your faith. And then we try to provide that opportunity, um, especially right down here, uh, number six, during the spring and summer. My wife has done an amazing job for the last couple of years. She takes the women out faithfully every week. Uh, and to have the space where if you want to go out as a lady and you want to share your faith, there's an opportunity. And then as I'm watching my wife be awesome like that, I'm like getting convicted. So I'm going to be doing that with the men uh, this year, making sure that the homies are having the space to be able to go out and proclaim the gospel. And I'm so excited to be in our new area uh, where we have opportunities to meet new neighbors and to be preaching the gospel to neighbors that we have not met yet in this, even in this area here. So um, be encouraged by that. Obviously, uh, evangelism ministry within the MAC group, we should be doing some kind of mission framework in some way uh, with your MAC group once a month. Uh, we do six momentum outreaches where the whole community gets together uh, to preach the gospel, to love on people, right? And then you have a plethora of ministries with our CDC to share your faith. You got MAC Lit, you got MAC Sports, you can come serve at MAC Legal. I mean, you can do better uh, blocks, right? I mean, there is not a short list of opportunities to proclaim the gospel with our community. Praise the Lord. So, um, and then we have Mac Prayer, my man, uh, Matthew Rojek and Alvin been holding that down uh, to uh, have opportunities to be on the block praying for the community and then get into gospel conversation. So there's opportunities. So I want you to think about those, write those down. Uh, the slide will be on, uh, online, but this is what you're about. So here's your, here's our opportunities. Okay. The heart behind that, now, now here, now one thing my, my dear sister Julia said years ago, I don't know if she's here, but it was such a good word once. Um, I don't know if you remember this. She was like, what you about to say? She was like, you know what? At MacAv, I realized like the way you, the way you thrive in health, you ha- like MacAv forces you to learn a doctrine of grace. What I mean by that is you could fellowship your brains out and you can minister your brains out here because we're always doing something. And if you feel like you got to do everything, you will jump out of a window. You hear me? And so in this ministry, you have to be an adult, a spiritual adult, as it were, and give yourself grace and say, I can't do everything. Holy Ghost, what can I do? And you got to give yourself the grace to say yes sometimes and no sometimes. And guess what? And as you're saying yes and no, you can't be looking at other people because that mess you up. You can't be going, but what, what's she thinking about me? What he think? Is he thinking I'm, I'm soft? He, see, that, that? no, that's Satan. In this local body, you give yourself grace, and you expect that other people are giving you grace. You assume grace is being dispensed to you. You don't assume the worst. We assume the best, right? And that is a healthy remedy for great longevity in this body. We are providing the opportunities these are not, this, this don't get you into heaven. These are opportunities to exalt Christ. Okay? Just want to make that clear. I want to make sure we're not feeling all this pressure. Oh, you want me to do so much stuff? No, no, these are opportunities. So again, learning to give yourself grace is huge to thrive here in this local body. Okay? That makes sense, fam? Cool. In addition to our outreach, we're going to keep moving. Um, I know it's a lot of information, but we're doing a lot of things this year. Um, 
Our outreach is uh, we have a, ca- a beachhead that we're growing uh, by God's grace, a Cadillac beachhead. Um, if you understand our beachheads, uh, what we've done back in the day is we, you know, being in our community, we wanted to neighbor well. And so when we think of the perspective of Matthew 13, a parable of the mustard seed, what we did, well, we did beachheads where the parable of the mustard seed, uh, Jesus is talking about the reality of a mustard seed seem, looks seemingly insignificant. They pop it somewhere and you're like, what's that going to do? And then all of a sudden what happens to the, the mustard seed, it begins to grow and it begins to actually take over the area in which it was grown in. Okay, in the same way, Jesus is saying that's how the gospel is with kingdom people, is that we go into a place and people go, oh, Brandon, oh, hi, Brandon, oh, what are you doing here, Brandon? And all of a sudden, more people move in, and more people move, and then people are preaching the gospel, and this person gets saved, and this person gets saved, and this person gets saved, and this person gets served, and this person gets served, and that person got served, so he gets saved. And all of a sudden, what you thought was insignificant is taking over the community. Right, and so that's what we do with our beachheads. We have uh, a bunch of beachheads already. We couldn't put, do we have more here? Uh, yeah, that's what that's what a few of these are. I don't know if they, no, those are just those are the schools and stuff. We don't have beachheads on here, but the new Cadillac beachhead right now. You have the decks on Cadillac, which is awesome. You have the Morgans who've been holding it down for a while on Bewick. Uh, Courtney's also on Cadillac. You got the Blackwells. You got Kyle, my man on Mount Clare, and you've got the Eggers who are who are purchasing a, actually bought a house on Garland and are moving on Garland right now to be a part of that beachhead. So so we are. Uh, I know that's news to y'all, but that's how we roll. So uh, I I think it's because we had to talk about him being lazy, and I felt like he he thought, okay, Eric. So so the Lord is doing a lot of cool things uh, with our bodies. So all that to say, we have another beach here. Let's make sure that we're praying for more people to be moving there. Uh, in our community, in this, this is our community, and that we continue to populate. And man, we see that parable of the mustard seed uh, growing to fruition. And not forget our other beachheads of Burns and Seminole, Iroquois, you know how we roll, uh, Parker, the whole nine. So God is doing a lot um, in our body. Uh, that's outreach as we look at missions as a local body. Um, this is not another theme that you need to memorize. I'm just trying to help you understand what we are doing. Um, you guys are already a multiplying people. By God's grace, I love our church because, you know, we're just people who are trying to multiply our lives. But what we're, what we're asking the Lord to do is as we're a multiplying people is actually to become a multiplying church. Right, that we would actually build and plant churches, and uh, in doing so, um, as we as we look first about missions, I want us to think about a few things. Make sure you, make sure you jot these things down. Make sure that we're continually supporting uh, Amos and Ashley, uh, who are in um, post Christian Europe. Uh, they're in Rome right now, and the Hermillers, you know, who are also uh, over in North Africa. Uh, let's make sure that we are supporting these guys. Uh, make sure you, I want to encourage you to be reading their prayer their prayer letters, uh, reading their emails. Uh, I want to, we're going to, we're going to present, present a quarterly missions moment for us because we want to make sure as we're doing ministry in our community, uh, that we are forgetting that God has done so much stuff all throughout the world. And so I want to continue to educate our body on, on missions in the world. So we'll be doing a quarterly missions moment as well. Just to let you know that. Um, and I want to involve our Mac kids. Um, our, our, our elders are very serious about wanting to involve our Mac kids or Mac youth in engaging and caring for our missionaries. Okay. Uh, and ways to do that, you know, by giving gifts, uh, sending a care package. But we want to we want to really think about ways to be engaging our missionaries. And just to let you guys know, we have a pretty uh, prominent church uh, that really sees us um, and wants to partner with us. Um, as I, we've challenged them uh, to plant church, help us plant churches in the inner cities around uh, in the inner city area around Detroit. And so, uh, in the near future, hopefully. 
as we build stability within our own body, that'll be something we'll be looking at. And what does it look like for us to begin to see uh, plants within uh, Detroit and in depressed areas around our city? Praise God. Amen. Amen. So that's what we'll be up to. All right. I know that wasn't a lot, so I know you guys are ready for more. Um, hey, I, I, that's that's us uh, overarching. I want to encourage you in that. And I want to ask right now my man um, Alex Bowman to get up because I want you guys to hear a little bit about what our youth are up to and, and what we're trusting the Lord for in general um, as we think of our young people. You can give them some love, family. Good morning, Mac Okay, so youth group is a uh, ministry of our youth. It's grades 6 to 12, and it meets Friday nights in our neighborhood, and we're going to start meeting here, which is awesome. Um, so it's a volunteer-led ministry that meets weekly, and we have the volunteers here. I want them to stand up just so you get a picture, a name, and a face for who our volunteers are, if you could stand up, if you're volunteering this winter. So it's an awesome group of people who have stepped up and said, hey, I want to give a Friday night, which can be a lot. These are young people who have a lot of cool things they could be doing on Friday nights, but they're hanging out with us, which is a cool thing to do as well. So this is our youth group. This was the summer. This is some of our youth. Um, we have about 30 students on our roster right now, and we'll get about 20 attending weekly, just to give you a picture of what our group looks like. Um, we're expecting about maybe 20 to 25% growth over the course of this year, especially using this building, having Max Sports continue to grow and be here in Harding. We see growth happening. Okay, with that in mind, we have our our goal for, for 2017, and I think you might have heard it earlier, leaders wanted. Usually when I say that, you guys think I'm talking about you guys stepping up and volunteering. Not this time. So as Eric talked, we, we're looking for gospel stability. We're looking for gospel stability. And what does it look like in our group? So we are looking for leaders from within our group, our youth, within our youth, people stepping up and saying, hey, I want to be a leader. Right, right now, we have no youth graduating this year. So it's a, it's a young group, and it's a young group without a set culture, a set voice, and it's just like a lot of individuals. And, and we're looking for these young people to say, hey, I want to be a leader in this group. So we're going to start challenging that today. I've already started challenging them to be men and women of courage. This is what we're calling it. We really want them to step up and say, hey, I'm going to stand up for truth. I'm going to speak truth to my fellow youth, and I'm going to choose to live in light of the gospel every single day in school, at home, uh, everywhere they go. So the challenge. So that, that's what we want. That's what we want to see. That's what we're prayerfully seeking. But there, there is a challenge, and the challenge is uh, – it doesn't take courage to be cool right now in our, in our culture, in our youth culture. Um, they can hide behind their devices, their tablets, their kick profile, their Instagram hearts or likes or whatever they're called. 
their mentions. They can hide behind these things and hide, hide behind text messages and not really be, be somebody, not really stand up for truth or justice or, or anything meaningful. And so, but that, that being said, they have a lot of noise in their lives. These same, these same systems that they use to communicate with their friends are also the same systems that they receive constant, this is who you should be. This is who you should become. This is what's cool. And so we, we see this noise kind of messing with their world in a sense of if they don't have that belt of truth, if they don't have a sense of what the gospel is, they can't stay, stand firm. And so we want to remind them of these things. And so what we're going to be doing is teach the gospel. We're going to train disciples. Just like Eric said, it's, it's, it's raising disciples. That, that's, how, that's how these youth will be able to face these challenges. And that's how our group will have the culture that we're looking for. So we're going to be teaching the gospel. We're using a curriculum. Um, it's called the, the Urban Youth Workers Curriculum. It's, it's a very helpful tool. And we're going to be going through a series called Saving Faith. And so it's, it's like a step-by-step, you could call it like a Roman's Road, step-by-step series that's going to culminate at Easter. And we're going to call these youth to say, hey, will you, will you choose Jesus right around Easter time? And from there, we're going to move to small groups, more, smaller settings. And the goal is to have some of our youth say, hey, I, I want to help lead this group. I want to help. Uh, participate. I want to help be involved. I want to help train my friends. And so that's, that's kind of what we see happening and what we're, what we're looking for. And you guys can join us. How? You can uh, join us by, by praying. Uh, so one, you, you know we're looking for these men and women of courage. Please pray for us. Pray, pray for the leaders. Pray for the youth. You've heard the challenges that they face every day. You know about them. You've seen them. And, and also check in or challenge. So the second point is challenge. Uh, we, you have these youth. Um, you'll see them on a given Sunday. They're sitting in here. They, they have prayer requests. Talk to them. Reach out to them. They're, they're not that weird or difficult to talk to. It's not that hard to talk to a youth. Uh, talk to them. If you see them hanging out at the coffee table, I don't know if we're going to have a coffee table. Talk to them. asking them why they're not in church right now. Why are they leaving right now? Um, what, what, what is going on? <laughs> so call them out. It, it's okay to do that as you see them. And, and then second, check in. You guys are in MAC groups with, with parents. You're in MAC groups with the volunteers. Call them out. Check in. See how things are going. See how you can inform your prayers. Um, ask how things are going so that you know how you can be praying throughout the week for our youth, our leaders, and, and, and all involved. Their, their parents, their, the, the students, and, and everyone else. So, I pray that, that you, will, you will join us. So pray some more. Please reach out to me if you have any questions or if you'd like to volunteer. Specifically, we are. Um, it would be nice to have more male volunteers. So I'm looking at a few of you who haven't gotten back to me. But it would be really nice to have some more male volunteers for our group and just to see it have that culture that is uh, where, where youth are able to speak the gospel to each other, where, where there is a culture where... Um, we're being discipled together. Just like we feel in our MAC groups, that the youth group can become that for some of our students is, is our goal and our prayer. So thank you. Hey, brother. Yeah, you can come right on up, Zeke.
Uh, so yeah, as we, I mean, I hope you guys are encouraged by what the Lord and I'm, I'm what the Lord is doing through our youth, and I'm excited to see how the Lord even used this place to to help toward that end, man. But I want you guys to hear from our awesome leader, this brother uh, Ezekiel Harris, who's our executive director of our Community Development Corporation. Wanted him to be able to share some words and just uh, call you guys a vision as we look at leadership in the next year. Thank you, thank you. So I'm going to try to be as quick as possible um, as I can, but I just want to start off with saying so. Mac Development, our, our true name is Mac Avenue Community Church Community Development Corporation, right? So, but Mac Development is easier to say. And as a, as a background, we were started in 2010 um, by the very members of this church to really think about, okay, we're, we're, how can we be about spiritual growth but also physical development? And so that's why this arm was created. We're a separate organization, but it's still very much linked to the church. And with that, um, just thought about, I'm just going to start off with our team. You can go to the next slide. So, so as far as our board, uh, our board members, we have uh, Carolyn Davis, myself, Scott Munakawa, Sandra Stahl, uh, Leon, uh, Pastor Leon, <laughs> Jonathan Demers, and Justin Mass, who are actually on our board, uh, our board of directors right now, as we said. Because I know it can get kind of funky, uh, who's all connected to Mac Development. Uh, so I just want you to know who those are, um, and as well as our team currently. Um, as part of our church, we have Marilyn, um, Charles, Edith, Ashley, Caitlin, and Milana, as mentioned before. Amen. Go ahead. Just yeah, just so you have, just so you know who's like all involved uh, um, in in our ministry. So when we think about Mac Development, um, the 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 vision of Mac Development is to seek the holistic revitalization of Detroit's four eight two one four community, um, neighbor by neighbor, block by block, and we do that through three kind of buckets, if you will. One being youth and education housing and blight, and then economic development. And, and I'm just going to walk through very quickly uh, what those look like. And so whenever you start a presentation, you should probably start off with a cute kid. That's why. <laughs> so, so one of the pillars of Mac development um, started with Mac Sports. And what I love about Mac Sports is um, they, when, it, when it was first started, they went around the community and said, what do you guys want? Do you want football, basketball, hockey, field hockey? They probably didn't ask about hockey or field hockey. Um, but, but people overwhelmingly chose soccer as the first sport that they wanted in their neighborhood. That works well for me because I play college soccer, and I love it. Um, but, but it's really cool to see a community actually choose what sport they wanted, and then you see the growth that's happened uh, year after year in the program. We also have uh, our MAC legal program, which is a sliding-scale legal service, um, and it helps people with everything from, from uh, 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 CPS to um, uh, helping out with your actual, like, rental agreement. So it, it kind of spans everything. And what I love about this is uh, a lot of nonprofits you find, they, they're always doing work for them. Them over there, they need this. Um, but with our sports program, with our legal program, with our lit, these are all programs that we also use within our own body um, that ha has that extra kind of buy-in, if you will. Um, and then we also have our, our Mac Lit, which does in-school and after-school tutoring, as well as a summer camp that we, that we run um, uh, through, through May. Um, and what's cool about that is uh, we really try to uh, touch on the one-on-one -on -one reading, one-on-one uh, -on -one relationships. And we've seen ch uh, children grow two to three grade levels um, in a simple um, throughout the course of it one year with us. And so it's been really impactful to build those relationships, but also have uh, a, a measurable impact on our youth. We have mission teams who come in from around the country during the summer who help serve, um, serve in our own community. They stay with us. Um, and 
actually a lot of them tend to come back and want to learn more um, because they, all, they get theological training, but also hands-on with what does community development actually look like um, and what does it mean to serve members of, of our own community. Uh, we, Mac Housing, we've done housing renovations in the past and then sold off those houses to our neighbors on land contracts. I'm running through these real quick. And then also, uh, we, we have our uh, MAC building, which we're going to have to talk about what, that is gonna, what our building is going to be called now. Um, but, but we have a 12,000-square-foot building. Um, what's cool is it was built in 1920 and was actually used as a, a, a storage warehouse for uh, furniture. And, and when it was bought, 12,000 square feet, um, it was actually in pretty good condition. I was looking at, back at the, some of the pictures uh, the other day, and um, the MAC church... 12,000 square foot, bought the building for a whopping $500 off the tax auction. And, and that's something that you don't really see very often in this community, especially when the building was such in uh, great condition. And so as Mac Development, we came along and said, hey, like, you guys just started us. Like, we're going to need a place to, 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 to be. Um, how about you sell us that building? So, so we ended up getting the building for a dollar and actually putting over a million dollars back into it um, because it's going to be our community center as well as uh, we're launching a business. We're doing something a little bit different. We're launching a business called The Commons. It's going to be a cafe, laundromat, kind of mixed-use space to be able to bring our community together. And so as a recap for 2016, I'll just walk through this. Um, in, in terms of Max Sports, <laughs> in terms of Max Sports, we launched a new basketball as well as volleyball camp. Uh, we partnered with OnGoal to offer a Christian-based soccer camp, which had over 40 kids attend. Uh, we achieved, achieved our largest MAC sports soccer season ever, which almost uh, about 150 kids came out um, from the neighborhood. And something really different when kids are literally walking down the street from their homes to Pingree Park to play soccer with their neighbors. Um, and, and then just overall, we served over 300 kids um, in our neighborhood just through, just through our sports alone. Um, and I bring that up and... All these numbers I bring up because um, it's not just about how many kids we get, um, but it's, it's more important because we are a Christian community development corporation. The fact that we get to spread the gospel to 300 youth in our area is something that, that is, is, isn't, isn't normal, isn't talked about a lot. So it's not just about the numbers of growth. Like we we want to grow, but we want to share the gospel to more kids. Mac Lit, uh, we deeper, deepened our relationships with a lot of returning students as well as increased reading levels. Once again, as we kind of are going through it, um, went to the state capitol building and uh, had a presentation by our former councilwoman, um, as well as had uh, over 100 kids come through our summer camp, through our in-school and after-school tutoring, um, and through our PAC program. Uh, we also added this year Ashley Albright as our Mac Sports Program Manager. <laughs> Caitlin Meister as the assistant program manager for our Mac Sports. And last but not least, Milana King as our director of development. And I, and I want to pause for a second to give Milana and Ashley a shout out. They are currently in the support raising phase to, to join our team full time. And so if you, if, if you want to talk to them or have a conversation with them, um, support raising can be extremely, extremely time consuming and difficult. Um, so, so if you want to partner with us and partner with them specifically, um, even something as little as $20 a month will really help them get on board quickly um, because as an organization, we know that we want to have the, the very best talent that we can get. 
um, but we still are very small. And so we ask a lot of members who come on to our team to, to do support raising. So if you have any um, uh, curiosity or interest in supporting them, please, I, I encourage you to have those conversations. Uh, this year, we also completed the Mac Avenue Business Corridor Plan uh, back in February. Uh, and just uh, it was just an opportunity for our community to kind of dream together. Uh, we looked at a 13-block stretch uh, along Mac Avenue from Grand Boulevard to Fisher um, and just looked around what, what could this space look like. Um, and so we completed, completed the plan back in February. We partnered with City of Forum. We were actually able to engage over 30 organizations in our area which is something a little different because that, that involved businesses, churches, other nonprofits uh, to all come together and cast that vision. Um, and then also, uh, as, of, as of late, has actually influenced a couple of other CDCs in our area to start their own planning. Genesis Hope, right on Grand Boulevard in Mac, has been in the planning phase for probably a month or two now, looking at how to, they call it, how to bring back the boulevard, um, which is... Which is basically taking, like, they're, they're a node in our plan, and so they're looking at how can they expand upon that. And then the Villages CDC is also looking at how do they think about community, community development um, in the context of what we kind of did as a plan for us. And so uh, I came to Detroit through a fellowship, a year-long fellowship um, called Telling Detroit, and we were actually able to be their first partner um, of this year. And so what essentially happened was uh, over five weeks, there were eight projects with 42 fellows um, who helped us push uh, forward our organization and think about um, what, what can we do moving forward? What things can we shore up? How do we make our, how do we make our programs Cadillac programs? Um, and so we held a pop-up uh, community event uh, immediately after the presentation. Uh, we, ha we had over 75 visitors come. Um, we were right between uh, our, our building and Z's Amazing Savings. Just to, just to kind of reframe um, how people view Mac Avenue and the things that can happen on that. Um, and, and it also helped us kind of uh, shift the conversation around uh, the influence of Mac development and, and things that we are able to do in our area. Um, because if you don't know, Mac development um, is essentially the leading CDC or nonprofit in the 48214. When, when developers come into this area, when, when businessmen come into this area, um, when Chase Bank come in, comes into this area and interviews Edith on a, on a national program, they come and talk to Mac Development first uh, because they know we're invested here. We live here. We raise our kids here. And we're, we're, we're doing real projects here. So I just want to give that a shout out as well. Oh, segue into... Uh, this, year, this year, we've been featured in the media a, a good number of times. Um, the, the one I want to highlight is the Cranes Detroit business. No, I don't have the picture. I didn't, I didn't put the pictures on it. But you, can, but you can find these. You just do a Google search on Mac development, and a lot of uh, different articles come up just from the work that we've been doing and the work that was put in um, by members of this community even before I was here. So uh, we've been in the media a couple of times and see a lot of that uh, as as a good way of, of being able to reflect on, okay, we have been doing a lot in the couple of years that we've been around, uh, which is always good. So for 2017, um, just give you what, you what we're looking at. So for uh, Mac Sports, we last year we, we launched Mac uh, Sports Basketball Camp. This year we're actually trying to turn it into a league. Um, it's going to run from January 21st to February 25th. 
Um, we've got a lot of coaches. We've got a lot of volunteers. We've got a lot of refs. Um, but right now, what we really need your help on is actually recruiting the kids to be part of the program. Um, it's going to be ages 10 to 14. Charles has flyers to pass out to your neighbors or if you want to get involved. Uh, we were lucky enough to actually, at the end of the Mac Sports Soccer uh, season, uh, one of the volunteers actually came up and, and said he would subsidize a lot of the costs for students. So it only, it only costs $10 for people to be involved. Uh, we already ordered jerseys. We already have everything ready. Not right now. We're just looking to get as many kids as we can in the program. So Charles will be handing out flyers at the, at the end of the church for that. For Mac Lit, we're also going to be looking at this year of how do we add a math component? Um, um, <laughs> how do we add a math component to what we're doing? Um, because we've seen a lot of success in, in our model thus far, um, and, we, and we recognize that if, if our kids can't read, then, then that, that, that puts them on a whole uh, cycle that we, that we want to stop. So now we're at the point where we're doing pretty good. We're going to be having a building soon. But how do we, how do we look at what's kind of next? So math is something that we're exploring. We're having conversations with kind of leaders in, in the Detroit area who, who work specifically on math and trying to figure out what, what pieces can we take from that. This year, we're going to complete the Mac building. <laughs> summer, tw summer 2017, we're completing the Mac building. We're getting uh, back started on construction um, at the end of this month, beginning of February, to start moving forward. And, and hopefully April and May is what we're going to be looking at to have that grand opening, um, if you will. So, so be looking forward to that. And as well, um, we're going to be launching the commons, um, the, the coffee shop, laundromat, um, so that'll be all part of that kind of summer 2017. So we'll be looking forward uh, to that um, as we move forward. Also, we, we've uh, finalized our venue for uh, the gala or gala this year. I actually looked up, and people say it all different ways. So, I don't, so, the, so the, the 2017 gala is going to be on uh, May 12th. Uh, please mark your calendars. We're going to begin getting our committee together and start sending out um, invitations and whatnot. But we're actually going to be at the Garden Theater um, this year. It's over in Midtown, right next to the block, if you, any of you have ever been there. It's between the block and Great Lakes Coffee. Um, it's a beautiful space, um, really modern and nice. And we picked this space just because I almost want to uh, thank uh, people who supported our organization and the work that's happened. So we picked this space as something new, a little bit fresher, um, and hopefully we do something a little bit more entertaining and fun. Um, as we just kind of celebrate um, the year in May. So mark your calendars for May 12th. Don't go anywhere. Um, it's a Friday, uh, so we can all hang out with each other. <laughs> uh, we're also going to be looking to recruit new talent moving forward because no organization um, is run by just its leader. It's really the people who are on the ground doing the work that, that make a lot of the programs and, and initiatives happen. So looking forward, we're going to be uh, hiring a general manager for the Commons, uh, mission teams program manager. We're going to have a specific, um, a specific uh, position dedicated to our mission team just because we want to see that arm of our organization grow um, because we really think it's important having people come in and want to learn uh, from us and about us. Um, also looking at our MacLit program manager and MacLit, uh, MacLit assistant program manager. Now I want to pause and give Marilyn a shout out for the work that she's done for MacLit this far as our program manager. As being a transparent organization as we can, Maryland isn't leaving, shutting the doors and, and, 
and going out going out angry. She wants to spend more time with her family, and we want to bless her and give her that opportunity. And so we're going to be looking to make the transition um, as far as our program manager and looking at assistant program manager for our Mac Lit program. She's told me she's still willing to be a volunteer from time to time. We'll, 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 we'll circle back on that, but I just want to give her a shout-out for the work that she has done for our organization. And then, and then last but not least, Mac Development, we're also uh, in, in the season where we're starting to look for new board members who can add to our organization and, and bring in expertise. Um, so be looking at for, for more information about that as we move forward. Uh, we have a really solid board right now where we, we have a lot of fun. Uh, we're able to talk about a lot of good things moving forward. Um, but we, we always want to be looking at new talent from the bottom up. Um, so be looking out for that moving forward. Over the past couple of months, we've been looking at the lot right, right next door to our building between Mac Development and D&D Storage, 9,000-square-foot building. Um, we're actually looking at looking to, to build it out into its own kind of community park, uh, which will have a performance stage, outdoor seating, uh, a play area for kids, um, just to create an outdoor area um, in our community that, that we can all walk to, that we can all drive to, um, and just be able to hang out in. Because right now, it's, it's kind of hard to find that outdoor space that's kind of welcoming to all. Um, we see the Mac building as well as this lot as just a testament of how do we bring people together in a space um, that, that people from West Village, people from Indian Village, people from Pingree Park, Island View can all feel comfortable in. That, that's our ultimate goal is to bring people in that all feel comfortable. Um, so we're starting to pursue this um, currently and went through a whole planning process. Um, you can see the Mac Avenue corridor plan as well as the Mac lot plan on our website. Um, and if you have any trouble finding it, just shoot me an email and I, I'll get it right to you. Um, but we're starting to, we're starting to cast a vision um, of what that could possibly look like and have been working um, pretty closely with the, with the Mount Zion Church. Um, who actually owns the property, on how, how do we make this happen? Because we recognize as an organization, we don't need to own every single property in, in, along Mac Avenue to, to have something happen on it. How do, we, how, do we work with, how do we work with others? And we think this is the first step in doing that. Uh, last but not least, uh, Mac Development, we're, we're going to be really nailing down this year and doing some strategic planning on, on what's really going to happen in that next two to five years for our organization? How do we continue to grow? Uh, but more importantly, how do we continue to have a, have a, a, big, a bigger impact um, in, in our community? And so that pairs well with, with what the church is doing and, and with our programs that we're currently offering. Um, but, but as an organization, how do we really think about poverty elimination in our area? How do we really think about um, the fact that we have a concentrated poverty and we have concentrated wealth just across the street from one another? So, so Mac Development is going to be doing a lot of planning in this upcoming year um, and taking a, look, taking a look at our programs that we currently offer and thinking about how do we best move forward. And so this is what Mac Avenue currently, a lot of people ask why, like every time, every time someone comes in and, and wants to learn about an organization or calls me up, like why, why, like why are you guys here? Because like this, this is something that, that we see every day driving down Mac, right? This is this is a current picture of Mac Avenue, um, and and what we want really what we really want to get to is this. Well, well, actually, this is 1964. This is what Mac Avenue was, right? This is what Mac Avenue was, 
And, and we recognize that we, we, we can't fill every single parcel. Right now, Mac Avenue, the 13 block stretch that we've been looking at, is about 50% vacant land. And we recognize we can't, we can't put a building on every, on every, on every lot. Uh, but before, it was building on top of building on top of building on top of building. Um, and so what we're trying to do is dream up, like, what, what, what could that next vision for Mac Avenue be? Um, and so we, we're starting to cast the vision and have been having conversations um, with developers and, and business owners and churches and, and just trying to have those conversations to say, okay, we, we know it doesn't ha- have to exactly look like this, but, but how can we start at least having those conversations? How can we, how can we be part of it? And we know, like I said before, we're not going to own everything, um, but how can we do our part? And we recognize that the commons and Mac development um, pouring a million dollars into a building on Mac Avenue is unheard of. There's a lot of development happening in West Village and Indian Village, right? But but it's not gonna it's not gonna creep up to Mac to Mac Avenue unless unless we take that risk. And as a nonprofit and as a as a Christian organization, we're saying yes, we'll, we'll step up and take that risk for the sake of our community. And so we see the Commons and Mac Development and the Mac Lot and the Mac Church as being a domino. And the good thing about dominoes is they knock down other dominoes, right? And so we're starting to have conversations around uh, what does it look like to really build this out? And so this is the, the, the vision that we'll kind of be marching towards, and we've just got to find the way to connect where we are to where we want to go. And so I, I've been in the nonprofit space for a good number of years now, and, and one thing I always kind of notice is that... Um, Nonprofits can easily lose the people that they serve in their work. Um, I, I want to really press on, like, at the end of the day, we're not about our we're not about our programs, we're not about our initiatives. We're we're ultimately about the people that we serve and the people in our community. Um, and when when people talk about Mac development, I want them to say Mac development. One, they're connected with with Mac Church, right? And two, they're changing the way the world tackles community development. We want to. We want to be a. We want to be a light for how do we go about this the right way? How do we have conversations about gentrification as well as concentrated poverty and concentrated wealth? Um, how do we get to the place where we can be, um, where we can have that unity in our diversity? That 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 at the end of the day is what we're working towards because our community matters and our people in our community matter. Um, and so so that that's just kind of like what we're. What the conversation that we're having moving forward, um, and so I just thank you all for supporting us in that and giving us the space to grow. I mean, it, it, we're we're growing, we're we're experiencing some growing pains right now because we're kind of getting out of our startup mode and moving in, into a, a different territory in which we're we're launching a business. We're 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 uh, building out an entire space. We're trying to think about okay, like how do we uh, grow our programs and how do we grow our staff? And so I just pray, I just ask for your grace as we do that. Um, but just know that we're having conversations about not how do just, how do we just incrementally change things, but how do we make a big leap forward um, as we as we continue to grow. So pass it back to Eric. Thank you, Eric. Well, I'm, I'm super encouraged by what the Lord is doing, and I want to thank, I know we've gone over with you, parents have been great, uh, I see Kamal, you guys, have, thank you so much, a uh, lot of information, but I hope you are encouraged to see where we are headed as a community, and, and just make no doubt about it, we, 
We, we know that new creation is a gift from Jesus. We are not trying to uh, shortchange God's work, but God allows us in that. Uh, these things we're trying to do is not to, like, try to bring heaven here on earth. This is us saying God has risen. Uh, we want to give you a little taste of what it looks like when a community of faith is actually expressing God's grace in this community. So that's our heart behind this. And all of these things we're doing, you know, we're not trying to just make people middle class. We're not just trying to beautify a community necessarily. All we always talk about, you know, and, and Ezekiel said it right in the beginning, we do all these things with the gospel in mind, making much of Christ. So just remember that. Um, hey, we're about to um, have a time of communion. Uh, uh, the last thing I want to share, though, is obviously we're in this Harding building here. And I just want to remind us that stage one is complete. Praise God. We have... I want you guys worked so hard on this. We can't just blow by this. Praise God. You guys were super diligent. Um, especially I remember the, the phone thon was unbelievable. Um, so we and, and, you know, Jenny, Jenny just got back. So we haven't been able to even get uh, a lot of the uh, the new uh, donations and, and, and check all those. So I'm just trusting the Lord that this number uh, by God's grace will jump up. I uh, just want to encourage you. We are in the middle of stage two. I just want to ask you to pray for a few things first. I told you guys a little bit ago about um, um, some believers who do deeply walk with the Lord, who happens to own an awesome construction company, and they are wanting to consider helping us uh, do all the work pro bono for renovation, and we just pay for the materials, which is uh, usually like 60% of the cost. So that'll be huge. You should clap for that. So <laughs> that's huge. If the Lord allows that, that'll be huge. Here's what we want to ask you guys to do. We want to ask you to continue to praise God for his provision. Uh, we want to ask you to, uh, to, to thank before you bank, uh, is what they call it in the support world. And that is uh, all the individuals that have given you resources that, uh, to support our local church uh, in getting this building. Please write each one of them a thank you note. Make sure you thank each one of these, uh, these awesome individuals for, for uh, entrusting us with the resources as they give to the Lord, okay? We don't want to be taking resources and not showing our gratefulness at all. So please do that. Um, and then we want you to continue to, you know, we don't want you to keep going back. You ask Johnny for $1,000. You go back, hey, Johnny, actually, we're in stage two now. I need another $1,000. Like, we, you, if the Holy Spirit gives you that grace, do that. But we want to ask you to actually consider um, if there's any other individuals or any outstanding opportunities uh, to continue to help us toward moving toward our goal. Uh, we deeply would ask you to, uh, we would deeply appreciate if you would uh, continue to pursue people and we will continue to do our due diligence as a leadership as well. Um, and even as you heard Zeke say, and as you've hear, heard all of these things, all of these things are leading us toward more stability. Even as he talks about expansion and growth and solidifying the staff team, I hope you see the theme. The, the theme is about us seeing God has done a great work all around. And now we're trying to make sure that our roots are deep, right? That we, that we have a great stability in order to have the longevity of preaching the gospel here for the long term. So that's our heart. So I hope you are encouraged as we talk about gospel stability and longevity being our focus this year as we seek the Lord. Okay, family? Praise God. Hey, we're going to do our time of communion and tithe. Um